All right, and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 45. As always, this is Thor here with... Doc. And Sasquatch Senpai. So tonight, uh, we're going to unload quite a bit of news. We've got a little bit of a backlog, and then we also had some news from the other night from the... What was it? Uh, summer ga- summer gaming fest, something like that. I don't, I don't remember what it was called. Well, that's still going on. That's IGN's like yeah. month and a half long thing. But I know they had some big news drops going on. But a little yeah. bit, starting with a little bit older news. Uh, turn-based mecha RPG um, relayer blasts to PS5 and PS4 in 2021. Um, so this, I, I I I saw a quick trailer for this. Um, it looks really interesting. Um, I really really love the like mecha type games. Um, and this this looked really neat. It's not a really long article. It is mostly if you go if you guys looked at it, it's just a trailer. Um, but I'm kind of excited about this because I like I said I love mecha games and this looks pretty dope. I think I uh, I found one and I sent it to you once and it's on your steam wishlist still uh at least turn-based mecha games i know plenty of like shooter mecha games but turn-based strategy ones are a little more difficult to find especially the tactics the tactics style ones i almost exclusively buy steam games on the summer sale or the winter sale um so i actually have a bunch of money saved up in my wallet on steam right now too i'm just waiting for the summer sale to start But I love oh, turn-based. I mean, why just those two sales? You have 500 sales. You had the Golden Week sale not too long ago, which I spent way too much money on. I know. It's just because that's where the mo- most of them pop up and most bundles pop up. So it's easier just to budget for it once a year. Usually what I do is I save up, like as I've mentioned before, I when I go to GameStop, they give you those $5 coupons and you can use every month that, only, that expire after the month. So if I haven't used it by the end of the month, I just go get a Steam gift card and then I stack that up for upwards of half a year. And then when the big sale comes, I've got like 40, 50 bucks stashed away in my Steam wallet and I buy a bunch of games with what is essentially free money uh. so yeah but yeah uh it's turn-based too which is exciting because i don't get a lot of turn-based games anymore but and a crisis remastered trilogy has been announced as well uh yeah so this is going to be the single player remasters of crisis crisis 2 and crisis 3 um it is optimized along with Saber Interactive for current consoles and PC hardware. Um, it's a three-game bundle. You won't be able to purchase them individually. It'll be available on PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, now, it looks like it'll be PS4 and Xbox One as well, as well as the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, so, yeah. Um, hmm. I'm also an idiot. I'm wrong. The remastered Crisis Originals available now, and two and three will be available later on, or you can get the trilogy altogether. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the time, these were pretty much the at, at the time Crisis was pretty much the benchmark for games. Uh, now everything can pretty much run it. So, yeah, <laughs> um, they were solid. They were just solid uh, first-person shooters, uh, Super Soldier standard style. Uh, uh, just sci-fi BS, but they were fun. Uh, mm, definitely I pretty always, pretty to look at. So, 
I always wanted to try them, but back when when it came out, I did not have the power to run Crisis. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. No, that was so far out of reach. But well, hmm. now you can give the first one as well as second and third later on or just get the trilogy probably for a slight discount further down the road mm. i kind of want to get it for switch just to flex on old pcs um it's probably definitely not gonna be top end uh graphics i know there. i know <laughs> but but just just to flex on old pcs that couldn't run it <laughs> I'd probably also buy it for my real PC so I can enjoy it properly. <laughs> enjoy it and it's 4K Ultra HD glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I might actually pick it up just to try it too because I never tried it either. Uh, I didn't play the second one. I played the first and third ones. So, yeah, I guess I could try the second one. Get the updated visual ones as well. Mm-hmm. So, New God of War adds a PS4 version alongside a delay to 2022. Yep. Uh, this is the sequel to the uh, recent uh, reboot. Um, and like you said, they are adding a backwards compatibility for it, I guess, technically, to the PS4. Probably due to the fact that uh, Sony doesn't think they will be out of PS5 yet for a while. Um mm-hmm. I mean, they're slowly getting there, but there's definitely not going to be a surplus in the market for people to buy anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is delayed from later this year into uh, next year, 2022. And this was confirmed by Herman Holst, uh, the PlayStation Studios headman on the PS blog. Okay. Um, so he said because of this kind of backwards compatibility, they pushed it back a little bit further, which is probably OK. That means they'll actually get more sales and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, they don't have any any actual official name for it yet. It's still just being referred to as the next God of War. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's yeah. God of War 2 sewer. <laughs> And Ghost Runner goes next gen coming up here in September, September 28th to be specific. Yeah, uh, Ghost Runner came out uh, last year and it's a kind of like first person, more action oriented Air's Edge thing where you play as a cyberpunk ninja. And I highly recommend giving it a play. But you are now also getting an upgrade uh, to the PS5, Xbox Series X, and S version on September 28th. And uh, 505 Games announced this last week. Um, So it's going to also include a new mode called Wave Mode, which is like a roguelike version of the game, which would be really, really fun and get me back to playing it again. Um, I still get to beat out the hardest difficulty just because it gets insanely hard because <laughs> one hit from an enemy kills you. Mm. So there's plenty of checkpoints, but it's really, really fun. Um, definitely, I suggest giving it a try if you ha- if you somehow have a newer console and have the opportunity to pick it up. So okay. Hmm. And PS PS3 received a new firmware update. Uh, I just thought that this was funny. Um, there's not much information on it. It's they don't even really give more than quote it improves system performance. But apparently, yeah, uh, 
even though it's 15 years old, we're still getting updates on the PS3. So don't forget to plug in your Ether cable or Wi-Fi and uh, keep that updated if you still use it. If they still work, I, guess. I mean, <laughs> I still use mine. We use our, I use mine every Saturday when we do Legend of Dragon. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, Sony, uh, ben, Sony Ben Studio is developing a new open world game. Yep, and these are the developers behind Days Gone, um, and they. This is also from PS Blog from Herman Holst. Um, he said, uh, Ben Studio is working on a very exciting new IP that they're very, very passionate about. Uh, they're building on the deep open world systems that they developed with Days Gone, and he's really happy for Ben Studio. So it's a new IP. It's not a follow-up to Days Gone, which is they might get to eventually considering the praise it's received on its PC launch, not necessarily on its console launch, where it was just kind of met, you know, in a slew of other open world zombie <laughs> games. So... Now that we're a couple years removed from that, <laughs> that slew of, uh, you know, genre mashups, uh, they might yeah. eventually get to it. But currently they are working on a new IP. Um, however, it is not being it is not being sent to PCs initially at launch, like most Sony games currently at sees. Uh, so. Hmm. And in that same vein, uh, Sony Studios boss also has said not to expect future PS5 exclusives to hit PC at launch. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's fair. We just want them to hit PC. Yeah. Late like a year. Seven. That one's really on square. I don't know what their holdup is. It was just a timed exclusive. Yeah. So, who knows where it is? Actually, probably played through Final Fantasy VII then. So. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's it's hard to say. I'm thinking, hoping we might hear something at E3 this weekend, but um, shit, who knows? Which oh, I forgot to add that on there at the very end here. I'm gonna do the uh, the E3 schedule too. Uh, I'll have to add that into the itinerary. Um, so also, and I, I almost posted this too. I saw this earlier. I heard about this today. Uh, Black Ops vets from a new uh, form a new studio for a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. Um, so this is Deviation Games, um, and it was started by longtime Treyarch developers Dave Anthony and Jason Blundell, um, and they're already at work for SIE Sony International. Or Sony Interactive Entertainment. I don't know why I said international. I know what SIE means. <laughs> I say it all the time. But uh, so honestly, Black Ops has kind of fallen downhill since these two left Treyarch, uh, much like Infinity War did for a long time with uh, Zempala and I forget the other dude's name when they left Infinity War um, to go create Respawn. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're trying to do something that will. Uh, they're not afraid to say that our ambitions are super high. We're setting out to make a huge content-rich game with a focus on a lot of action and a lot of energy, but let's leave it at that for now. So they just kind of really teased at a game hmm. they're working on yeah. for SIE and so and so. 
And looks like the owner of Rom's site uh, represents himself in court and gets obliterated. Yes. So, uh, hmm. dude from Los Angeles who ran this ROM site was facing a multi-million dollar from Nintendo, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go defend myself in court against Nintendo and their Mario lawyers. And <laughs> guess what? It did not go <laughs> well. Um, Nintendo's uh, lawyers and representatives said this is a straightforward video game piracy case, and the material facts are undisputed. For over a decade, defendant, uh, defendant, I'm just omitting his name because I don't really care. Owned and operated the website ROM Universe. He populated the website with pirated copies of thousands of different Nintendo games and distributed hundreds of thousands of copies of these pirated games. Um, they asked for a summary judgment against him, and they were able to receive a verdict of $15 million in damages. Um, <laughs> while hmm. representing himself, he argued that uh, the site breaks no laws and the case should be dismissed. Um, he claimed that it didn't offer pirated mm -hmm. Nintendo games and that he'd never uploaded them himself. Uh, the, the problem here was <laughs> in a prior case, he argued that he was doing exactly that. <laughs> so oh, um, he was his own worst enemy. Let's talk about so the word the US precedent. Judge Consuelo Marshall ruled that, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, you're, uh, you're a fault here. <laughs> so now... I'm kind of up in the air <laughs> on some forms of piracy. Like if you, if there's literally no way to access anything, um, like you are given no absolute way to reasonably purchase a game. Like if Nintendo doesn't sell a copy of that game digitally anywhere, why not pirate it? Because they're not losing anything from so, it. Like Legend um, of Dragoon, where you can get it on old school PlayStation or on PS3. And that's like, it, you can't even buy yeah. those machines anymore. So like, if you have a PS3, you can buy it in the store, great, but they don't manufacture PS3s anymore, so it's a limited yes. product. And so this is, that's kind of where I stand on a lot of forms of medium, but um, Nintendo keeps these games available on their eShop on most of their platforms. So uh, they do have precedent here that the games are available for purchase. They might not be cheap, because Nintendo is notoriously bad for running their e-shop but uh it's available dude sorry you lost <laughs> yeah and AMD dude was an idiot <laughs> oh uh no man's sky is getting a visual refresh with latest prism update yep so uh they continue to update no man's sky with a whole whole slew of things and the next big update is called Prisms. It also adds rideable flying pets. So in case you don't want to fly in your spaceship or or walk, you can fly around at the speed of walking, I guess. Um, but it's also a huge, huge visual overhaul. So it uh, incre it uh, adds like a light refraction on wet surfaces and everything. Um, it adds uh, NVIDIA DLSS as well. Um, a whole new slew of visual updates, extra view distance if you so want it, if your machine can handle it. Uh, you can now see all the stars in this night sky that you would normally be able to see. It's not just like black endlessness. <laughs> so if you like reflections, if you like just stuff looking really, really pretty, check it out. Um, I Every time No Man's Sky drops a new update, I, re, I download it again and jump back into it and play it some more so 
just kind of waiting till I have some time, but I'm really excited. I think it's like one of the best values of a game I've had in forever, even though considering its launch was pretty, pretty rough. <laughs> and AMD's prototype Zen CPU delivers 15% gaming boost and will be in production by the end of the year. Yeah, and so this is thanks to their new 3D chiplet technology, which allows them to stack oh, chips on top okay. of each other. Yes, so we're finally getting into the point where we can stack chips. Um, so this goes along with uh, like NVIDIA, not NVIDIA, Intel's China Lakes, um, which are their next big step. Uh, AMD's version is called the Zen CPU. So you're going to be able to get more power in the same Almost the same size, uh, same same size surface area. It's going to be a little bit thicker because you're obviously stacking chips, but being able to actually stack chips just means a lot better performance. Maybe we'll see the size of our GPUs finally drop down as well. We don't need giant fucking <laughs> three fan honkers whirling yeah. around. <clears throat> but this is a this is a really good uh, advancement for the AMD side of things. It's their direct competition to the uh, China Lake line from Intel. Also, hopefully this means they'll get a little bit cheaper. Nice. And then on some Pokemon trading card game news, um, Dragon Pokemon are returning to the trading card game in Skystream and Towering Perfection. Um, so these are the new expansions that are going to be coming up for the trading card game. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about this. It's um, it's delayed excitement for me because I, you know, I play the online um PC version more than the actual physical cards now and there's always going to be kind of a delay as far as how late it gets out there so these are set to be released in about August which means I'll probably get them in like October on the online version um, but that's fine I hope that it's not as toxic as the last release with scalpers just you know battling children for boxes of cards but I know in my heart that it's going to be like that so <laughs> um insert uh insert stepbrothers children yeah. uh, elementary school fight scene <laughs> um but yeah no th this was pretty neat i've always been a really big fan of dragon cards um in the pokemon trading card game um they um, inherently mix elements, and I like making mixed decks, and they're really handy for adding into mixed decks. So I love having auxiliary cards that are dragon type. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog co-creator um, Yuji Naka leaves Square Enix. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so he worked for Square Enix and he recently worked on the Balin Wonderland game. However, Balin Wonderland was a considerable, massive flop. Um, and as of April 30th of this year, uh, he had retired from Square Enix officially. Um, usually these retirings come around April. That's just the end of the uh, previous fiscal year in Japan. Uh, he uh, did give an official update on it via Twitter. He said, I retired from Square Enix at the end of April 2021 because I would like to contact the media and users. I can't talk about the reason now, but I hope I can talk about it when the time comes. As for future activities, I'm 55 years old, so I may retire. Uh, this seems 
most signs point to him just kind of being asked to leave, forced to retire because of the flop that Bayland Wonderland was. So, mm. hmm. well, it is what it is, I guess. Hard, hard to flop a game <laughs> when when it has a Square Enix title on it. Yeah. So, No More Heroes 1 and 2 are going to be coming to Steam on June 9th. Yes, so this is the former uh, Nintendo Wii and Wii U uh, exclusives. No More Heroes starring Travis Touchdown. Um, There were definitely some bizarre games um, developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer and Marvelous and uh, published by Exceed Games. Um, they will be coming to, they are actually already out on uh, Steam, so. <laughs> oh, because it's uh, so June 11th. <laughs> yes, yes, these came out uh, a couple days ago. <laughs> so if you ever wanted the chance to play them, now's a good chance. The uh, controls have been updated, so you don't need to worry about using your, waving your D, your uh, Wii nunchucks around or whatever. <laughs> so um, this is both the games, No More Heroes, and then No More Heroes, uh, Desperate, No More Heroes 2, Desperate Struggle. Mm. And this is coming out uh, just on the, not really the E, but right before No More Heroes 3 launches as well. Um, these are definitely some of the more mature games available on the Nintendo platform. And uh, now they're available on Steam, but they are absolute joys to play. Grasshopper Manufacturer is just, uh, they're so great. to It just makes such great and bizarre games and just have to try and play. Nice. And uh, Palia is a gorgeous Stardew Valley MMO with a heavy WoW vibe. Yeah, this is probably why we... It's kind of a weird article title. But uh, Palia is kind of like just the most chill MMO coming ever. Um, is it a gardening it, MMO? Yeah, it's like, like, it's, it's like you Stardew make a Valley. You, yeah. With your buddies? Yeah. Your uh, your guild is called a community, so you go off into the you go off into the mountains and you build your community with your friends and bros. You go off and gather lumber and farm and shit, and you sell it. You get upgrades. It just looks so fucking chill. I the uh, you can sign up for the alpha now. The uh, there there is a trailer for it. Um, it definitely has more cartoony style graphics, which is probably where the wow comparison comes from. Um, it does look really really pretty. Uh, it just looks like a super chill fun experience. So I'm excited to. Tr- Excited to eventually give it a try, hoping I get into the alpha. We'll see. So nice. Um, but this was this was raised from kind of like private donations into it. So they're about uh, they raised sixteen point five million dollars to help the help uh, create this game. So it was, it's going to be online only. So you'll be running into other players no matter what. But you'll be able to take place in your neighborhoods. So play with friends, build houses, have a ranch. Uh, Tell people to get your lawn and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Fuck you, Sasquatch. I'm not reading that. Uh, Symphony of the Night inspired Toho, uh, Toho ARPG, action RPG. Uh, Kumajo Remilia, Scarlet Symphony, <laughs> heads to Steam and Switch in 2021. So Toho is a really acclaimed, like, it's a Toho is a really weird it's a series. Bullet Hell. It's it has branched out a lot from Bullet Hell, but what makes it interesting is you should uh, try Lunar Knights. By the way, Lunar Knights is also a Metroidvania. It is phenomenal. What makes Toho original is it's like completely 
crowd made. So like anyone can theoretically make a Toho game. Like mm. there's, it, it's a really weird thing. Um, this is going to be developed by Frontier Asia, um, AJA, um, and it's going to be uh, Coma Jello Remelia Scarlet Symphony is um, a collaboration of classic gothic core action and in the world of Toho Project. So as uh, Remu Hakure, players will battle their way through the Scarlet Devil Castle to find out the cause of the disturbance that is spreading in Gensokyo. Um, normally they are like bullet hells. Yes. Uh, I also recommend playing them. They're really fun. They're really I, unique. I have, I think, I have one on my computer somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Plus the fucking post, the game poster for this fucking just looks baller. Uh, where is it? Here's gaming news. Here you go. Take a look at this fucking game poster. Uploading. It is a 10 meg. Oh, that's why it's taking forever because I'm downloading Strive. Choice. Good choice. So, yeah. Um, Toho's a really weird series overall. Um, the games are really fun. They're bullet hells. They're action RPGs. They're Metroidvanias. It's whatever they want to be. <laughs> uh, Lunar Nights is the most recent non-bullet hell one, but uh, can also give that one a try. It's really fun and cool. But yes, so coming next year is the next Toho game from CFK and Frontier Asia. And Shinigami Tensei 5 ha, uh, has had a leak that gives us a November 11th release date. Yep. Uh, there's There was a lot more to the article, but it included spoilers, probably. And I ain't about that life, so I, I yeah. just took the uh, release date. <laughs> Happy good call, birthday good call. to me. Is there anything? Also, this is this is coming with the news that uh, Sega wants everyone working for them to develop their games to be released on multiple platforms at once. So we might be getting it on PC at launch. That'd be neat. That would be hot. I'd be so happy. Now coming to mobile and <laughs> PC. Well, thank God. And a lawsuit has alleged that Capcom stole art from a photographer for Resident Evil and other games. Weren't we just talking about this last time? Uh, this was where they stole a monster design from a really old, kind of not relevant movie. But, but, but them uh, stealing stuff. their investigation, it was straight up stripped from it. But yes. So this is this is a different situation completely. That makes um, it worse. Yes. Uh, so a long time ago, a photographer created a created something called Jurassic CD-ROM, which was a whole bunch of like photos and textures and environment pictures that uh, she was allowing other people to use as a reference point. Capcom straight up took those photos and used them. Um, now, now, while it looked familiar to her, um, she could never really do anything about it because, well, there was not enough evidence for this because... In game source codes, every you, you can't access like the files mm -hmm. and stuff in the game source code. Yeah. However, there was a recent leak. Remember the Capcom <laughs> uh, whole, whole leak thing? Oh yeah. So all of the source code was fully leaked, and Capcom failed to even change the file names. Oh of these my god. Photos oh, and stuff no. from her wow. reference CD-ROM. Um, so <laughs> I new evidence. She is now suing. Them justifiably um so this is just like there's so much in it if you scroll through this article it is just 
ridiculous how it's just blatantly stripped and just copied and pasted like it's identical and <laughs> like every a third like a shitty whatsoever. third graders copied homework yes yes it is <laughs> oh my lord so this is gonna get messy for Oof. capcom yeah um, like even in the resident evil 4 logo so and <laughs> wow. this has been going on for her apparently since 1996 and now she has <gasps> all the evidence she needs. <laughs> oh shit damn, <laughs> damn. Oh no, Capcom, no. <laughs> what have you Capcom, done? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I like uh, the games Capcom releases. I wish this would have happened to Konami instead, but uh, Capcom, you fucked up. You fucked <laughs> yeah. up, buddies. Uh, yep. And um, Devolver Digital and Broforce developer Free or Free Lives announces Reverse City Builder Terra Nil. What is a Reverse City Builder? Like a city destroyer? No. So you're uh, you're just building up the environment around a destroyed city already. So uh. it's just like an abandoned city, and you're going to be you're going to be building up the you're going to be rebuilding nature around it as I don't know some force of nature, I guess. Um, it looked really, really cool. Um, that sounds really, was, really cool. That sounds neat. It sounds, uh, it sounds relaxing. This is like another relaxing game, it sound, seems like. So you create meadows, rivers, and use controlled burning to encourage the growth of forests across procedurally generated maps. Restore the flora, fauna, weather, and the plant. The game also boasts hand-painted environments and a meditative soundtrack. Hmm. So it's just some random destroyed it's, planet. It's Sim Forest. 20, yeah. It's one ninety nine. <laughs> Yes. Nice. I'm into it that. I'm I'm really into that. For me, Sims are super hit or miss, but this would be a definite hit for me, I think. Yep, so you're just uh reclaiming a wasteland planet for nature peacefully. Nice. And Battlefield 2042 has now been revealed. Yep. Um so 2042, there's also been an official cinematic trailer released um the 13th Sunday, um, I believe there is either the 13th or 18th. I can't remember, but uh, probably the probably Sunday at the E3 showcase for day, I would guess. <laughs> um, they're gonna have the first gameplay trailer for it. Um, it's going to be dropping in October. Um, it will be featuring 128 player maps, which is double that of the previous Battlefield game 64. Um, however, PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game will not support 128 player. It's supposed to have crossplay. Who knows how that'll work if those consoles can't support that many players? I guess that'll just be a separate queue if you're queuing up for the larger maps. Um, you'll have hero style characters. So think like Rainbow Six Siege, mm. where you'll have special kits. Um, guns are no longer locked per class type so you can be an engineer with a sniper rifle if you want um there will be no single player so it will be a multiplayer only thing they're getting rid of their failed battle royale version so there there was a huge huge just info dump on the game um let's see anything i didn't read yeah the uh, 128 player maps are divided into sectors so you'll have like mini games going on within the sectors oh, so if you ever cool. played like uh mag an old ps3 huge shooter um that kind of had the same thing where you had team you had like all three factions fighting at the same time against it um or planet side two think of it that way um 
new gadgets, 10 specialists at launch. There'll be battle passes, both free and premium. Um, every year, there'll be four seasons as well as four new specialists. Uh, every new map will be free. Um, they're touting that Levolution will be back. So they're huge, huge destruction capabilities that were in three and four. Um, wingsuits are prevalent for some people. So release date is officially October 22nd. Uh, it'll be pretty much everywhere. Every, launches everywhere on PC, uh, Steam, Epic Games, Store, Origin. So nice. yeah, no, a gameplay reveal trailer Sunday, June 13th. So I'll be watching that because I want another good Battlefield. Mm. One and five were pretty fucking garbo, if you ask me. I don't want to go to World War One, and I don't want to go to World War Two. Give me more kind of future stuff. And it's not 2143 or anything like that, but I'll take 2042. Yeah. There's also a giant tornado sucking people up on one of the maps, and it looks cool. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. <laughs> and looks like Strive launches and Arco's boss doesn't spawn, so says our resident expert, Doc. Yep. Uh, early access started a couple days ago. Full game is out today. Um, and one of the big issues that plagued the uh, open betas was the R codes failing to load and basically making the game unplayable for a while. So Strive has had a smooth launch. It has shattered pretty much most of the uh, records for uh, concurrent players for a fighting game on a launch day. Uh, the only one I know, I think that was higher ever was uh, Dragon Ball Fighters because I mean, it's Dragon Ball. It had it had so much hype. But um, as far as uh, other Guilty Gear games go today, they surpassed 10 times the concurrent player cap for uh, Exard and Accent Core plus R. So Strive's doing pretty good. Nice. And uh, Monarch Heads West in early 2022 for PC, Switch, PS4, and PS5. Yep, uh, this is coming from NIS America. Um, and it is from the... Developed by former Shin Megami Tensei staff, including uh, Kazunari Suzuki. Uh, he was the writer for it. Aya Nishitani and Ryotaro Ito. Um, they wrote for Digital Devil Story and SMT. Sukasa uh, Masuko composed both Devil's Devil Summoner and SMT. Um, and this is kind of a deviation from SM, from uh, Shin Megami Tensei. It is a turn-based strategy game um, where you are trying to fight on two different fronts to defend your kingdom, both like a real world and a false world, uh, themed heavily towards what you had in Shin Megami Tensei. So nice just a it's launching later this fall in japan and other asian territories but mm. it is coming west uh, october 14th actually uh early 2022 for a global release across uh the aforementioned listed platforms so nice i'm i'm super interested in that 
Yes, uh, you got me at SMT Composer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> also, the art style is kind of reminiscent of it. It's a new take on it, this being an overall turn-based strategy. So, should be pretty dope. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting quite a bit from it. And Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout gets a 2B costume, and I understand this has caused some uproar for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, they announced this um, at the Summer Games Festival uh, for IGN, and people were super upset that they just announced the costume for a skin that people wanted. Oh my god, the salt was palpable, and it was amazing that people were upset over a free costume that they can get. So, <laughs> um, Fall Guys continues to collab with various different, various different, I don't even want to say like video game developers because they previously did a collaboration with Kazuna AI, which is a VTuber. So they do weird stuff. That's just their latest collaboration for season 4.5. So yeah, like enjoy it. Just wait for the next season to come out. It'll probably be a month or two. So um, it does look cool. It's it's as to be as you can make a fall guy person <laughs> look, which means I have, to uh... Good thing I have crown saved up. <laughs> And Xbox will be built into TVs. Xbox-branded streaming devices have also been announced. Uh, yeah, so Microsoft is really pushing their Games Pass um, for the future, and this was their next actual step. Is like, fuck it. I need an Xbox when you can just stream it to your TV, um, mm-hmm. as well as other streaming devices. So maybe like Roku's or Google Chrome's or whatever will have a streaming like cloud-based service available on them at some point. Um, now i don't know if this means like there'll be a series s or x built into an actual tv but um i mean for like an extra probably 300 bucks i would buy a tv with an xbox built into it why not you know what's funny is if like like even a year ago if you're like if someone was like hey you know in a year they're gonna have tvs with consoles built into them i'd be like yeah sony right I, I would not have expect. I would have. I expected that out of Sony, since you know they make a very, very like large line of TVs. Um, that that's a move I would have expected out of them, not Microsoft. But whatever. I th- yeah, I'm down for it. Wasn't there a Nintendo 64 built into a TV once? Yes, a little tiny 13 inch TV. <laughs> and the Lord of the Rings, the War. Uh, the Lord Lord of the Rings, the War of uh, Roram anime movie has been announced. Yep. Uh, this is a little pushed up on our normal TV and movie news, but it's here. Um, yeah, I just didn't notice anime, it. I don't know. I didn't curate the <laughs> list very well. The uh, This anime feature will focus on the history of Helm's Deep, everyone's favorite large battle. Um, so this is coming from WB Animation. Um, this is going to be a standalone story, but will serve as a companion piece to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Um, so they're going to take story and artistic elements uh, that will link the animated. And uh, Philippa Boyens from the original screenwriting team will serve as a consultant for this for the writing of this film as well. Hmm. So you're going to have people who worked on the original trilogy trilogy. Particularly, probably the uh, the you know the battle for Helm's Deep. Hopefully, take place in helping write mm-hmm. this. Um, this is going to be coming from the anime studio working on it. Will be Sola Entertainment, and the voice casting is currently underway. Nice. 
And Gearbox has revealed Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, a Borderlands spinoff with a D&D twist. I am absolutely excited for this game. Like, Borderlands 3 Please. is a massive letdown for me. Um, Please so this tell me about this, because Tiny Tina is one of the best characters in that series. This is uh, this is uh, based off of her expansion from Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's, uh, what was it, Bunkers and Badasses? Uh, that's what they were playing. But it's an entire spinoff game based around that. Um, she is your DM and she alters the world as you play through it. So I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if it's hmm. procedurally generated or not, but she is the narrator for the entire game. Amazing. Um, Interesting. I'm, you also, I'm on board. You also have some uh, pretty big names in it. Uh, Ashley Birch uh, re- returns as a role as Tiny Tina, which you can't really replace her at this point. Um, you yeah. also have we also have Will Arnett, Andy Samberg, and Wanda Sykes in the game, as well as huh. various main characters. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Wanda All Sykes right. will be a robot. Um, what is it? Will Arnett will be the Dragon Lord or something, and then <laughs> Andy Samberg will be a captain in it. Um, it will be four player co op. Um, it's not going to be following the same rules as previous Borderlands games where you're tied to one hero, one skill sets. You can multi-class your hero. So this is a huge, huge Tiny Tina's Assault on Dungeon Keep. That's what it was called. Okay. Um, yes. So I'm so excited for this because that was my that was my favorite piece of Borderlands gameplay ever just because it was so fun and it actually had, you know, a really heartbreaking story to it because she was coping with Roland's death through the entire thing and trying to come to terms with it. Hmm. But this is just her fucking with you as your DM. Um, you should give the trailer a watch. Uh, you should give the trailer a watch, Doc. It's fantastic. But I Stallion's absolutely in it. intend to. But oh, Stallion yes. is an actual character and it's fully animated. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, yeah, so pretty much only on the way up from Borderlands 3. What that was, this should be a treat. So nice. There's also a loot wielding bard variant. And I swear to God, if it's not voiced hmm. by Terry Crews, I will riot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, right. Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the perfect bard variant. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So Amazon's next big game is wildly popular action MMO Lost Ark. Yep. So Lost Ark is currently um, in Asian Asian markets as an action RPG MMO. So think like Path of Exile style gameplay. Um, and my and uh, I don't know why I almost said Microsoft. Uh, Amazon has been working to release it globally. And it will launch this fall globally, thanks to Amazon. Uh, side around the time when New World launches, but they're completely different games. Um, so, yeah, it's been very, very popular mm. in every market that's available. Uh, on pricing or anything like that but if you're mm. into like isometric style diablo path of exile action rpgs this is definitely going to be one for you because it's mixed in as an mmo so mm. think old school like uh yeah uh ultima online would be a perfect example not too nice. many big major isometric mmos yeah hmm. 
And speaking of uh, going back to our lawsuits again, uh, Roblox has been hit with a $200 million lawsuit by music publishers for copyright infringement. The National Music Publishers <laughs> Association, NMPA, is seeking a minimum of $200 million F. in damages from the Roblox company for failing to license any music that users upload to Roblox. Yikes. So... Roblox is an interesting experience. It's been officially not branded as a game anymore. Um, it allows users to pretty much code their own game within the engine, and other people can download and play those games, various rule sets, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, now, this allowed people to upload their own files and music. And so the NMPA is seeking damages for users uploading music to Roblox and the company not seeking the licensing rights to these songs. So who knows how this will go? Um, Roblox is insanely popular. 200 million is probably not an, probably not going to break the bank for them, but it will definitely yeah. uh, cause a change in how and what users can upload for their games. Because if mm. they're still going to upload sounds, they can easily hide those music files in uh, some sort of AI to find copyrighted material will probably be implemented to stop users from uploading those songs. So yeah, who knows? And among us is getting a hide and seek mode, new rules and a whole lot more. Yep. So inner sloth has revealed that these items are on the way. Um, a much larger player mode, 15 players, hide and seek so you're not murdering people, uh, probably something similar to crop hunt, as well as including new rules for players to participate in. So think of like werewolf or um, ah, there's one there's one other game I recently played, something winter where you had other roles as well, where you had special abilities based on what you were. So you can like revive killed players. Um find out clues on who it is, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. Interslop is definitely working on a lot more stuff for Among Us in the future. Um, they are a small development team. Um, no idea on if it's going to be priced at all, but there is also, they're also launching the new map as well for it. Okay. And tell us about the uh, Death Stranding director's cut. Yep, Hideo Kojima has announced this, and he also talks a little bit of his next game. Um, this was during the kickoff for the Summer Games Fest in an interview with Jeff Keighley. Um, him and Kojima are known as friends, <laughs> even going so far back as during uh, like the Game Awards, where he uh, awarded Metal Gear Solid's five best game award to Kojima himself, even though Konami did not let him <laughs> let him attend the Games Festival. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're, I don't know exactly what's going to be in the director's cut version of a game Kojima was given complete control over. Uh, but yeah, so, um, they have a few little extra nods here or there, like, uh, Sam Bridge is gonna hop into a box and self by enemies, much like Solid Snake did. So, hmm. A new version of Death Stranding is on its way. Uh, the best walking simulator of 2018 <laughs> in my mind. It was really fun. 
the yeah. first uh the first like horror encounter was probably the most intense like horror sequence in a game i've ever played i finally picked it up but i have yet to play it yet I'm you really should give it a try that. yeah it's i'm gonna yeah. be doing that this summer for sure it is a really long tutorial just slog through it it's mm. the story's really good the game's really pretty it's i think it's really fun it is definitely really intense and they keep upping the intensity after every couple of encounters, like once you get used to something, they change it up quite considerably. <laughs> on that. Gotcha. And back for blood summer game fest trailer and beta coming in August. Uh, yeah. So we got another new trailer for back for blood from the summer game fest, as you said, and they're going to be giving people access to a beta coming this August. You'll be able to sign up for early access keys from their website. Um, you'll receive this key in August of 2021. And also, this is going to be for people who pre-order the game as well. So nice. Uh, this early access will this early access slash beta will be from August 5th through the 9th. So nice. And uh Doki Doki Literature Club Plus announced for PC and consoles at the end of the month. This is the best. Oh, my God. This is a psychological horror game I've ever played in my life. Um, uh, they're just adding new side stories to it. You should give it a try or it's free. It's on Steam. Just give it a try. It just goes from like, OK, why am I playing a dating visual novel to? <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck is happening? Nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's launching for consoles, which is new. Um, the new version uh, on PC Plus is also launching, and that is at the end of this month. Nice. It will include six new side stories about friendship and literature, totaling hours of new content. Um, as with most uh, visual novel style games, there's unlockable CGI images. There's new, there's 26 total music tracks, which are 13 new songs um a built-in music player to play these songs as well as a full hd upgrade to all of the art so nice the best why is this a horror game game ever <laughs> and rip reddit gifts um i know this isn't super duper related to the stuff we normally talk about but i wanted to bitch about it um i got an email earlier this week um i participate as a lot of you who follow my blog and my vlog might know uh, i participate in the secret santa in reddit each year that's actually the main reason i'm on reddit is for their secret oh, I santa did too. i do i participated in all that as well oh i forgot each other once <laughs> But it's it, it was really fun. It was awesome. It's I, I it was it was a really fun wholesome thing, um, and they're they're ending not just Secret Santa but all Reddit gifts and their excuse for why is just weightless. But um, I, I'm gonna read exactly what I got on this email as far as quote why is this the last year for Secret Santa? They say. We have decided to take the resources involved with holding Reddit gifts together and use them to drive product innovations for everyone on Reddit. Looking ahead, we're going to refocus our efforts on reaching new countries, investing in foundation and moderator tools, and evolving how people engage in our communities. Bullshit. 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 And as a web dev, I say bullshit. I don't know what That's the so many resources are going to save. Oh. Yeah, I don't 
I, I, I'm, I'm, no, I call, I'm sorry. I call bullshit. As, as an industry professional, I call bullshit. I don't know what's up, but like, they're not going to save a dick ton of resources by ending Reddit gifts. That that is not a resource consuming feature of their website. What the fuck? That's just no. I don't. It's frustrating for me. That I I loved Reddit gifts. It's it's kind of dumb that they're yeah. So probably a lawyer saying you have to end this to save your asses because there's a pending lawsuit about something someone received yeah. from someone else that was highly inappropriate. Pro- oh God, who knows? Yeah. Yep. But yeah, in, in in any case, it's yeah, this series the last year. Um, if you've never signed up before, too bad. They don't accept sign-ups anymore. If you have any uh, past pending uh, exchanges, you are now booted out, can't participate this year. You have to be in good status and have existed in the exchange already uh, to participate this year. But people will be able to participate one last year. Um, I definitely will be. So um, sad. Uh, I think what really, really, really pissed me off more than anything about this email is that – and mind you, this was written by Reddit. They said it's a bittersweet moment when they announced it. A bittersweet moment. What do they think bittersweet means? I mean, I read through that whole thing several times, and I, I haven't found the sweet part. Has anyone else found the sweet part? Uh, that you get one more year? The fu- <laughs> bittersweet moment. No, this is not bittersweet. It's just bitter and sour and tastes like fecal matter. What? Don't feed me shit and tell me it's chocolate. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just... Did you ever do Reddit gift stock? I know you do. You're on Reddit a lot, aren't you? I am on Reddit a lot, but I I only lurk. Man, it was it was such a fun, wholesome thing to do. But um, I showed you, I think I once still I have, have a uh, I still have a beanie I got years and years ago. I think 2015, the first one I participated. It's a Jane beanie from uh, mm. uh, Firefly. I've used it as part of many many Halloween costumes as uh, Jane himself. So I guess I'll always have that memento. I mean, I've got a lot of cool shit. I've always been aware. I've always been aware of Reddit gifts, uh, but I never participated. I just, I just lurk. I've got a uh, certified uh, autographed uh, artist, like physical artist drawing of Frieza um, that's been signed by the artist and certified that I got from Reddit gifts during one of the Secret Santas. So, uh, TV and movie updates, go. Um, you did mine earlier. Oh, <laughs> I thought I, I thought I saw more than that. I, I didn't have any, but I thought I saw other ones from before. But apparently, I just scrolled over that. Oh, oh yeah, uh, um, a new Castlevania spinoff from Netflix, uh, starring Richter. Oh, Belmont. oh, um, so what? Yeah, more Castlevania, yeah. So let me load up the article. This will be starring Richter Belmont and Maria Renard. Mm. Um, so this is the descendant of yeah, this <laughs> Trevor is... and Tifa. So I'm into it. I'm into yeah, it already. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got, um, you have my interest. The, 
this will be set during the French Revolution, which means that this is probably inspired by the Castlevania Rondo of Blood storyline. You um, had my attention now, or you had my interest. Now you have my attention. I am. This is yes. And, and you said it's the uh, da, 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 Netflix still doing it, right? Netflix is still doing it. Mmm, mm, tasty. Um, yeah, he's a descendant, obviously, of Trevor and Siva. So yeah. how many years? Who knows? But this is definitely, especially the French Revolution, inspired by Castlevania Rondo Blood, which I think is a underrated Castlevania game. So, mm. um, But uh, as long as it maintains what they're doing, like this final season of Castlevania was so fucking good. Jesus Christ, it was really good. Um, I think it's like the only video game anything adaptation that's over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Nice. And it still maintains 100% fresh rating from critics. So nice. But uh, I, need to, I need to get back into watching that. Yeah, you me really too. Do. I haven't finished the last season yet either. Season three was a lot of like a lot more character and world building. Season four was just the culmination of it all. Just really, really well. <laughs> There's a bunch of great character I, development. It doesn't end quite how you think it is. There's a secret villain. So it's it's been so long now. I think I'm just gonna restart and binge the whole series from episode go for one. It. It's totally worth just it. Just because it's been so long. I will I will absolutely miss Trevor and Sifa though. They had such a great character dynamic mm. dynamic, it was perfect. Mm. And have you tried the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV yet, with a free trial up to level 60 in all of Heaven's Word? Well, you should, because Final Fantasy XIV is becoming the most actively played MMORPG in the world, surpassing World of Warcraft. Now, it's worth stating this is actively played, meaning players who log in and play frequently. So no, it's not talking about simply registered players. We're talking about people that actually play the game. Um, But, I mean, we're talking big numbers. And and mind you, uh, WoW and WoW Classic are also tracked separately. So if you combined WoW and WoW Classic, then they're still a little bit higher. Um... But Final Fantasy XIV beats out either of them independently. Um, our active members are at 2.5 million, whereas WoW uh, has 2.19, and WoW Classic has 1.75. Um, so, I mean, Oof. we're even on path to, like, actually taking out both of them combined. So it's it's big strides. And there's, I mean, there's a reason. It's an immensely good story. Um it's a good game. It's just it's 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 overall excellent. I you know ever uh, it, it's worth a try for anyone. I think especially because now that Heaven's Word is in the free trial, I've always said the original Realm Reborn is really at this point, especially a, just a hugely expanded um, tutorial. Right? It gives it it lays the foundation for and lore for the game and the world and teaches you the basics of how to do everything. And then you get into Heaven's Word and the story really kicks into high gear. You start being able to do like a lot of really fun and at least uh, subjective, my opinion, what what starts the really, really fun raids and trials. Um, 
and and it's where the game really picks up and and for people to be able to experience that just in the demo essentially now is like there's there's like it's worth trying for anyone who hasn't i tried it i like it my big oof here is that wild classic is almost caught up to retail version of wild <laughs> that's pretty good too that's yeah no bueno. Shadowlands <laughs> such a bad <laughs> spot like, oh uh, there's well, there's like they a fucking, act, there's a content drought, right? Uh, yeah, it's been it's longer to the first patch now than there's ever been in WoW, and that's beating out the old Burning Legion Oof. to the point one patch. Um, <clears throat> it's just so bad. Like I actually back in March it was the first time I canceled my subscription. Oh it's damn! Nineteen years, twenty. I don't know how long it's been out since the game launched. Yikes. I finally canceled my subscription because it was so bad. It is not fun anymore. They didn't learn anything. So, yeah, that's that's my big takeaway is WoW Classic has, has almost Yikes. as many players as retail WoW, and uh, I would never want to go back and play through all that old classic stuff again anyways mm. if people are doing it because regular WoW is ass. <laughs> Well, now they have an alternative, which is why we're having such a huge influx of WoW players right now. So on RuneScape updates, um, there's, of course, still the Battle of the Monolith going on as a kind of pseudo world event. Um, for those who haven't caught up, it's kind of a world event that you can still do steps on after it's over, as far as I understand. So it's, But it's in, in its essence, it is still a world event. There's still... Um, things that the player base is going to change about the lore by interacting real time with the event. So it's worth checking out if you haven't already. Um, we also have the new uh, Yak Trail, which uh, for those unfamiliar is basically the battle pass for RuneScape. Um, this one is Yak to the Light. Um, there's some neat looking rewards. Not uh, as big of a fan as it was the last one, but the last one was a really big win for me being the that it um, was such a huge reference to classic RuneScape. Um, and then the uh, last really big news that we have is that we are seeing the replacement of Solomon's jo uh, Solomon's General Store with quote the marketplace, um, which will house all of RuneScape's in-game shopping um, in one place, which will be nice. It's been needing some updating. Um, so I'm actually glad to see this. Uh, Solomon's General Store is getting really stagnant, and they needed some fresh coat of paint on there. So I'm looking forward to the marketplace coming. Um, and then the last thing on our list here is our E3 schedule. So E3, uh, for those who don't know, is going to be happening this weekend starting tomorrow or today if you're listening to the podcast on release. Um if you want to keep up with what's going on, we'll be doing some intermittent live streams to discuss and react to uh, the news here in Discord, and it might spill over into some Twitch channels. Um, there's not going to be any necessarily podcast specials released, and we will still recap everything next week uh, when we do our podcast. And for those interested in checking it out live, by the way, while I'm talking about it, please note our live recordings are going to move to Thursdays. And our podcast will start being released on Fridays now. So our schedule for E3 coming up this weekend is as follows. 
tomorrow, Saturday, June 12th, will be the first official day of E3. At 10 a.m. Pacific time, all of these are going to be in Pacific time that I list. <clears throat> so 10 a.m. is going to be the E3 pre-show. Then at 11, the Ubisoft Forward pre-show, followed by Ubisoft Forward at noon. Then the Gearbox E3 showcase at 2 p.m. That's going to do it for Saturday. Sunday, we'll have our E3 pre-show at 8.45 in the morning. Then 24 Entertainment um, at 9.30. At 10 a.m. will be Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. And 12.15 p.m. will be the Square Enix Showcase. 2 p.m. will be Warner Brothers. 2.30, the PC Gaming Show. And 4 p.m., the Future Games Show. On Monday, June 14th, at 8 a.m., we'll have another pre-show. Then Verizon is going to have a presentation at 9 a.m., followed by Intellivision at 9.45, a Take-Two interactive panel at 10.15, Mythical Games presenting at 11.10 a.m., followed by an Indie Showcase at noon, and a Freedom Games presentation at 12.30. Ven will be presenting at 1 p.m., then Capcom at 2.30. And finally, to round out Monday, Razer will be presenting at 3 p.m. The final day is going to be Tuesday, June 15th. And at 8 a.m., we'll have the last pre-show, followed by 9 a.m., the Nintendo Direct and Nintendo Treehouse Live. 2.25 p.m., Bandai Namco. 3.30 p.m., Eureka, uh, Eureka Studios. 3.35 p.m., so five minutes later, I guess, uh, GameSpot Play for All Showcase. And finally, at 4.45 p.m. on Tuesday, we will end things with the E3 2021 Awards Show, which is a new uh, feature that they're adding to E3. And I'll add this schedule onto our gaming news section on Discord uh, after the podcast. Uh, after I clear out all the old news, I'll mark this as kind of the first thing um, on our fresh one. So you can just scroll to the pin at the very top and check that out. So that's going to round it up for news this week and upcoming this weekend. Uh, what you've been playing this week, Sasquatch? Um, PSO2 NGS updates out. Um, new engine, new open world area, new take on their classes and stuff. Pretty much a full new game. Um, been playing that a bit. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 as well. Um, I have been playing a lot of Valorant recently. Um, I've learned how to consistently aim and shoot people in the face rather than slightly to the left of them. So that's been really <laughs> helping me. Um, I also have just downloaded Guilty Gear Strive, so I'm gonna go play that. Nice, it's fantastic. I've been playing it all week. Yeah, as I say, that's, that's I know uh, what uh, not surprising. What Doc's been playing? What What else have you been playing, Doc? Besides Strive, uh, I played some Xrd because Strive wasn't quite out yet. Mm. <laughs> the uh, only I reason mean, I didn't play Strive <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't out. 
Uh, I played a little bit of uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, the remaster. It's great. Um, nice. Well, I think that's about it. Hmm? I haven't been home much this week. Yeah. I've been able to get up to actually quite a bit. Um, I finally got my platinum on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, so that it, – it, it was – I mean it wasn't hard. Um, it wasn't easy. I, I would give it kind of a medium difficulty overall, um, I suppose, for difficulty on obtaining the platinum. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think it was well – drawn out there was nothing that felt like i just had to grind for hours on end for no reason everything all the trophies seemed uh simple enough to obtain and had a point um so i didn't have any major complaints about the trophy list which i commonly do especially with square enix because they're notorious for putting pointless grinding trophies it's 30 hours of just nonsensical grinding like <coughs> doing a thousand fates um which is the next thing I'm really working on. I've actually had that same Final Fantasy XIV trophy for oh. years and years. It's been the only thing stopping me from Platinum. Um, so I've been working on that with Final Fantasy XIV. And then I've also been working towards those seasonal tombstones. Um, I'm at, I think, like 133 – no, 188 now. So I know I have enough for the three main mounts, but I want to get all four mounts – and a couple other things. So I'm going to keep working on those throughout the weekend. Um, I've been doing quite a bit in Pokemon Go. Um, I mean, I do that all the time, but I mentioned it this time because I've actually even spent specific time like sitting on stops and dropping lures and stuff and um, doing some raids and spending some actual time in it as well as the Pokemon trading card game. Uh, and of course, Legend of Dragoon, which we do every week. Um, I did want to mention we are no longer going to be live streaming Legend of Dragoon, at least not on traditional platforms. You can come check it out live here in Discord, um, but the main viewing of it will be uh, pre-recorded video drops. Um, it's just easier when it's, you know, me, Doc, and Doxathoth, and three of us correlating. It's uh, doing a pre-recorded video is just going to end up being a lot easier, especially with my capture card giving me so many audio issues and that type of thing. Um, but I think that's about it as far as, for the most part, what I've been playing, though. So, All right. And so that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Our main page is Dark Feather Gaming, or sorry, is uh, facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming. Um, we will have darkfeathergaming.com coming up here very soon, so keep that on your radar. Um, Yay, and I can write four reviews. <laughs> Um, actually, yeah, what you should do is write them in the review channel on here, because as I'm putting that website together, um, that'll give me somewhere where I can run in and like grab some quick articles to put on there. So I'm not just using lorem ipsum. Um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, if you want to start putting some reviews in the reviews uh, channel here on discord, I'll start translating those to the website here soon. Um, everything's shelled out. I just have to finish the all the de it has been designed i just have to finish developing it so um one common misunderstanding is the difference between design and development designing is conceptualizing and figuring out what the thing will do and what it'll look like developing is the actual computer programming and creation 
of it. So the design is finished. The development is now in process. Um, so it should be done pretty quickly, especially because I have a lot of free time now. But I'm not going to lie. I won't be working on it this weekend because I'm going to be pretty consumed with E3 and other things going on. Um, what a nerd. But by the end of the month, it definitely will be live. So thanks, everyone. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Have a good night. John A., and see you next Friday on our new releases.